0: Hi there, everyone. This is Christine. You may know me as Soraya and Jasper on our podcast here. Uh, We're just coming at you in between Christmas and New Year's in that weird liminal space where nobody really knows what's going on. Uh, I hope this helps ground you you all a little bit uh, as our release day. We're coming at you this week with a little bit of backstory for Brianna. So excuse the fact that she doesn't have a Spanish accent. Uh, That's me voicing her this time. So I'm not going to try that. Not in my experience We'll leave that to Haya. She does it much better. Um, but I uh, hope everyone has a happy and safe new year. Had a good holiday season leading up to this. And we'll see you all in 2021. Brianna sniffled, begging her friend to just hold on as her tears mingled with the downpour that was falling in them as she half-carried, half-dragged Aurelius to Flynn's doorstep. At this hour, she knew he would have to be home and not at the temple, and there was no one else she trusted with this sensitive predicament. When he opened the door and he saw his adolescent apprentice with a half-dead young man perched at her shoulder, he didn't hesitate, inviting them in and heaving him onto his kitchen table. He was attacked, Brianna spluttered. I I didn't know where to bring him. Flynn Fairwood frowned, unsure of why she wouldn't simply bring him to a local healer, until he looked down at his patient and understood. Brianna, I may not be able... Please, Sir Fairwin, please. He, he says he doesn't want that life. Isn't it Ray's will to take in all who repent against their past transgressions? Flynn's mouth tightened, knowing she was right, and in turn, being proud of her swift progress through her training. Brianna, the boy said weakly, reaching his fingers to her, which she readily took. Flynn understood then, as the electricity flowed through them, he understood why she desperately wished to save him. Brianna, I don't want you to see me like this. Please. You've done more than enough. I'm sure Sir Fairwind will take care of me. Brianna frowned. Flynn knew just how stubborn she could be and interjected, understanding the pride. Brianna, it's really okay. I'll send for you as soon as he's better. This may not be the most pleasant of experiences. After some debate and hesitation, Brianna agreed and left. The silence between both men was only broken by the crackle of fire in the hearth. So, young man, Flynn growled. What exactly have you come to see me about? Very astute, Fairwind. My people knew you, that you would never grant us an audience without using a trap, as it were. Brianna was my... in. Flynn's scowl deepened as he regarded the boy, and his hand shifted to the scimitar hanging at his hip. An audience? That implies you have an offer. Oh no. An ultimatum. Aurelius looked unbothered by the subtle threat of the weapon, grinning. We need her. So you can get out of our way, or we can remove you. Flynn snorted, haughty and dismissive, recalling the stubborn insistence and absolute devotion that led him to taking on his young apprentice. She'll never join you. You won't step aside then? Not over your cursed corpse. Aurelius sighed, toying with a totem hanging around his neck. Then I suppose we'll have to do this the hard way. Before Flynn could draw his sword, Aurelius lunged, raking wicked claws across the man's face. Spitting a curse, he retreated a step and drew in a fluid motion, brandishing the blade in a parry to hold the boy off. "'Don't make me strike you down, boy,' he grunted with the effort of speaking, and realized the cuts on his face were burning far more than a normal wound. "'I can save you. Come to Sarenrae's light.' "'You won't have time,' he said lightly, inspecting his hands as the claws faded away. "'What have you done?' he slurred as the pain spread and his muscles began to fail. Flynn sank to a knee, steeling himself through the agony. She'll never go with you. She'll walk right into their nest to avenge her teacher and her love. As Flynn collapsed to the floor, struggling to breathe, Aurelius pulled a pouch from his pocket and emptied it onto the floor. The ashes made a convincing scene for his death. And she'll do anything I ask when she finds out I'm not really gone. Flynn swore through wheezing breaths, collapsing onto his side, glaring balefully at the young man. Aurelius crouched next to him, a beatific smile on his face. Is there anything you want to tell her before you expire? Flynn drew up his strength and spit in the boy's face. When Aurelius lurched back with a snarl, he murmured a last prayer, a blessing should he turn to the light, and a curse if he continued into darkness. Aurelius lashed out again, despite knowing the man was already dead. He couldn't let the insult go unanswered. With a last, longing look at the door, he sighed and uncorked a potion. We'll be together again, he whispered. I promise. He kicked over the table and down the drink, vanishing from sight just before the door burst open and Brianna charged in. He cast his gaze away, not wanting his last memory to be her face twisted in pain as he slipped past her and out the door. Still, her agonized wail seized his heart as he made his way toward the edge of town. One day, he murmured again, I'll make it right between us. The caverns, cool and dark, welcomed him back as the spell faded. His head down and hood up, he made his way quietly to the largest chamber at the back of the maze of halls, where a pale and solemn gnome sat at a lavish desk. You've done it then, they said without looking up. Yes, master. Good. They left off shifting the sheaves' apartment and approached him, a dark look on their face that broke into a gentle smile. Kneel. Aurelia sank to a knee, tilting his head to show the gently weeping wounds already on his neck. The vampire ran a finger through the blood and licked it clean, savoring it for a moment. We'll see you on the other side. He felt it as their fangs sank back in, and then nothing. Next, he knew, someone was screaming expletives at the top of their lungs, while another voice tried to calm them. It worked! He's just... he's useless now! He's ruined! The stream of vitriol continued, but he ignored it as he sat up, dusting the last of the dirt off his clothes. Then he noticed his hands, ancient and withered, far from the strong young limbs he had what felt like a moment ago. He pulled himself out of the shallow grave they had buried him in and staggered over to the nearby pond, its water still enough to show his reflection. The face looking back at him was years, decades older, haggard and lined with age. He reached up, horrified to find that yes, it was his wrinkled hand, his ancient visage. We'll never get the girl now! The rest of the voices faded away as he stared at himself in shock. Eventually, he settled on one point of comfort. Despite the crow's feet at their corners and sagging underneath, his brilliant green eyes remained the same. Thank you for listening to the Cracked Die Podcast. Background sound effects provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition, Age of Ashes Adventure Path are all copyright of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information.